Welcome to this week's edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, and we're a bit light on numbers this week. Dan, what's going on? I don't know, I've killed them all. Have you? <laughs> I killed them all. <laughs> with my horrible jokes. I think it might be something to do with, uh, I don't know, Egon Spengler's left us. Mm. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Unfortunately died this week. I'm gutted. I don't know why. Is there a joke coming here? No. In bad taste? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. But I've heard Ghostbusters 3's coming out, he's going to play the bad guy. Oh, that's who he is. Oh, Rob, oh, the pennies dropped. Anyway, let's move on. Gareth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you very much. Yeah, he just took your mint out of your mouth so he could speak. I noticed that's that. Right, yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> a gobstopper. A gobstopper. Before I spoke to you, Dan, so I'll move on to Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Yeah, not so bad. But that's it, isn't it? It's just us four. Yeah, it's just four. Yeah, so nice and closer this week. The ugly four. The fab four. The Beatles. Yeah, well, but can I be Ringo? Right, we played Brighton on Saturday. Gareth, have you got any stats for us? I have. I've got some stats from the Brighton game. Possession. Brighton managed 63% and Latics sadly only 37%. Attempts. Brighton managed 23, Wigan 7. With which on target, Brighton managed 6 and Latics only 2. Brighton committed 8 fouls and Wigan committed 7. We got a yellow card and there were no reds to anybody but of course the stat that really matters is Brighton 1 we're going to have to take 2 that takes 2 Brighton 1 now look at the stat again possession wise attempts on target will well be below the opposition and we've won mm-hmm. so what does it tell us about stats Dan they are utter <laughs> nonsense Gareth yeah. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true because, as a general rule, the stats over a period of time will add up. Mm-hmm. And Even if you get more possession, out. you'll win more games. I appreciate that this doesn't show you that, but hey, we won't swoopers anyway. Yeah, but things something that is always missing off these stats, uh, which is is quite a, an important stat, is the territorial position uh, stat, statistics, isn't it? We played. Cardiff, Cardiff in the, FA Cup. Were, uh, in the FA Cup, who had a similar number of stats to Brighton, 63% mm. possession. But when we looked at the territorial, it was almost 50-50. That's right. and, well, that's it. All Cardiff's possession in that game... See, what we'll do is... I know we do try and play an high-pressing game, but we can't do that for 90 minutes, and we know that reasons why. But a lot of that possession, if you go back and look at it, was all in their own half. Now, the, the territorial possession, what you're looking at very even so we yeah. we had the ball in as many dangerous areas as they did I know they've had more shots but we frustrated them and they was having a lot of shots from distance as well yeah I spoke about this a little bit last week it's the Martinez fallacy isn't it I was just going to say that yeah that's what I was going to come to it's one thing to pass the ball amongst yourself in your own third unchallenged it's an altogether different matter passing it around in the final third, isn't it? Yeah, Me- meaningless possession. Rosler alluded to this in his interview that he gave to the, the uh, fans forum people the other week where he said that Roberto used it as a defensive technique where you can't afford to do that in this division. We need to win games. Where in, in the Premier League it was more about gaining points together and wherever we could. Mm. So it's a different strategy. Anyway, that's the stats explained, is it? Yes. <laughs> are, are we as clear as mud with them like we were before? The goals. What do we make of the goals, Gareth? MacArthur's, first of all. Great stuff. One possession. 
controlled it nicely. I think Nicky Maynard was hoping for a pass, wasn't he? But he banged, slotted it away nicely. There, James McArthur, brilliant. And apparently he's had a had a, a child as well. Yeah, he, he, well, his his girlfriend has. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she was born, born in England. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. Now then. No, then. Twenty no, years then. time. She'll be playing netball for England. Oh, is it female? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, she. Don't. She. She. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing with that uh, goal, Rob, it was his left foot as well. He knocked it in with his left foot. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know what? I, said, I was saying this to my mate the other week. James McCarthy is probably one of the very few players which is willing to use both his feet. Uh, you know, especially passing in midfield. But that shows he's not. Pro- you know, it proves he's. You know, he's, all, he's willing for have a crack. He did well, didn't he? Closed the ball down, cut inside, couple of step overs, smashed it in. I think it was always on his mind to shoot. It uh, was, even though he had Nicky Maynard for support. Yeah, well, Nicky Maynard was drawing the defender away. Wasn't yeah, he? it was created the space for him did, yeah. it run into you. Yeah. But it was his second goal of the season, and his other goal was a left footer as well. What was his other one? I can't remember. It was a left footer. Was it? It was, yeah, and it was um, it was away at. Millwall. Millwall. Yeah, it was a left-footed effort late in the game, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. He stuck it from outside of the box. Mm. And it, it, uh, it was a daisy cutter, went into the bottom yeah, corner. Yeah. Uh, James McCarthy pressed eye on the halfway line, didn't he? Got the ball. Was it Matthew Upton? He had back, back pedalling, I think yes. it were. Yeah. Back pedalled all the way and then just curled it into the bottom corner. It was a good goal. Fantastic finish, yes. So that put us 1-0 up. Straight away, I felt confident. Brighton don't score many goals, did they, Gareth? Well, I've written this down, Barry, and you know I have because we spoke about it earlier. Uh, last week, I read out the form of both teams, both having won three, drawn one, and lost two. And Barry's initial response was, but Brighton don't score many goals. And there lies the answer. And that is the answer. They've scored four goals in the last seven games. Whereas, fortunately, Wigan have scored seven goals in the last three games. Yeah. Put it in the onion bag is the answer. It is, Gareth, that's the one. And you can see why they struggle, can't you, uh, to win games? Because they don't hit the target enough from the chances. A bit like us earlier in the season when, under Owen Cole, when we were was having efforts from all over the place and not hitting the target. I know they they uh, had six attempts on target, but out of 23, it's not a high percentage, that is it, out of 23 no. attempts. I think we're becoming more clinical though, aren't we, as the season's progressing. I think in the last sort of 10 games, if you look at how many goals we've scored, and our finishing's definitely improving, I think. Mm. Yeah, 100% shots on target to goals ratio mm. on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing that stands out to me is, is, is more people contributing to these goals. MacArthur, McCann, who are not normal goal scorers, you know. But I think the other thing is as well, they're not snatched efforts, are they? You know, like uh, under Coyle, there was a lot of snatched efforts, where was, or desperate efforts from 20, 30 yards. These are more controlled, aren't controlled and more yeah. a result of direct pressure. We're getting a lot, of, a lot more players in the box now yeah. as well. That's one thing we've noticed recently. And then uh, we carried that through to half time and talking about more, a lot more players in the box. We had a corner five minutes into the second half and we crowded the box. Cracking corner. And yeah. uh, what an error. What an error. He's got a cross, his man. He has. He was, he, I think he, if he had to have uh, edited the ball, we might have got a penalty because he was dragging him down, weren't he? Uh, or would you think he was just stronger anyway? I, th- I, think, I think it's just 
six or one and a half of those or the other. I think it's just a physical challenge by both players in a box. I think he's, he's done well to get across his man and he's got a cracking contact, leaving the keeper with no chance. Um, yeah, so all in all, it's, it was a it was a cracking header, wasn't it? A cracking header, yeah. yeah. Two great goals for the portfolio. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> well, and then they just to come back a bit after that, Dan. Uh, Three caution to the wind, through all the strikers on Luwa and every, the other strikers they've got, I don't know who they are. <laughs> not, not that interested in Brighton, to be honest. But uh, they, was, they, they flooded the uh, the final third with players, didn't they? And was put under a bit of pressure. Yeah, that's right. Rosler said after the game that he thought Lady Luck was on our side, that in the second half it was evident that he had to change something, because... The second goal triggered something. It was a bit like in the Barnsley game, where the second goal, they thought, right, that's it, we're changing things, and they just threw everything, everything at us. But how much of that do you think is to do with this conservation of energy? Because you've got these bursts where, like for the first ten minutes of the second half, we've really pushed against them. And then we got the goal, and then do you think there was more of an effort to say, hold on to this now, let's hang on to what we've got even? Definitely. Is it not like a natural thing for the players to do anyway? You know, are they, like you said, uh, conserving what we've got? So they, they, they naturally drop deeper themselves. Mm. I don't know. I think that that's generally what happens in at any level of sport, isn't it? When it's that sort of... If you get that nice two-goal cushion, you think we'll protect what we've got, you're away from home. The home team's bound to, you know, throw everything at you. And especially teams sort of in the playoff hunt... The two 0 down. There's nothing to lose. So that says something about us, though. Sorry to interrupt. Yes, Rob. I know. Brighton previously got the joint best defence in the championship. Those Brighton and QPR, I think, only conceding 25 goals. So you know, obviously, contributing to what you said before, we're scoring better. Yeah, taking our chances, taking our chances, and defending better as well. I mean, I know uh, a lot of praise for both even Ramis and Emerson Boyce after the game, Gareth. Yes, you know, and Burnett, who you haven't mentioned, superb defender, great defender, because, because as we said earlier, Brighton put us last 20 minutes under an awful lot of pressure. Hit the bar, didn't that was earlier. Yeah, Stevens. Yeah. That was a, a stretched effort. That one, too. Yeah. Stretching for that. Brighton penalty spot, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, I, there was a bit of praise for a player, Rob. So I'll just pass over, over to you. A couple of weeks ago, he said. Uh, you're talking about a plastic bag on the pitch at <laughs> the Diesel Stadium having more movement than Nicky yeah, Maynard. Uh, I, I did criticise him. Um, I think on that day, I think, you know, I'm not going to retract what I said. I thought he was poor. But I think he's got that match sharpness now, what he was missing. And then I remember when went to Sheffield Wednesday like 10 days later. He was man of the match by a long way for me in that game. His movement was quality. Uh, it, it was that's what was remember what I was saying the other week about where he's best when he's in behind, and that's what he did against Sheffield Wednesday. He was creating lots of space. His runs was fantastic, and he got picked out by a great ball from Wagon. And again, it's it, getting that run in the team because he's not played a lot of football as over the last couple of years. Uh, he's getting a run in the team. He's looking sharper, and he's looking like a good player. Yeah, and he is, yeah. So, uh, do you think the, the, the actual playing time's done him good? Must yeah, be good. Must well, be that's good. it. I yeah. mean, there's, 
you, you can play so many games can't in training or maybe for the development squad but it's not got that intensity or you know you're not going to get that match match sharpness and that's what it, that's what it's going to do it's going to get him, give him confidence in his performances and banging a few in it's going to do him the world of good as well it is it is so anyway that uh, result cemented our place in in the league in seventh spot which is is quite nice considering we've been hanging around about 12th and 11th all season haven't we mm. and then suddenly we you know we've we've done our games in hand and we're up there and if we look at the league table, I mean, if we look at it from fourth down, we've got QPR in fourth on 56 points. And then Forest, who obviously we play on Saturday in fifth, they're on 55 points, but they've played a game more. With Reading, who again have played a game more, and they're on 50 points, so they're just a point and one place ahead of us. We've got a game in hand, we're on, on 49 points. And then we've got uh, Brighton and Blackburn both on 46, and then Ipswich possibly the last of the contenders. They're down on 45 points, so it's still tight. But um, of all the teams in there, <coughs> I think we're sitting pretty. Mm. You've got a fancy us now, haven't you? We've got the momentum. We're written form. We've got the games in hand. Uh, I think everything's sort of taking shape for this season now, and it's. Turning out, I think, how many resort. Yeah, I will uh, bet Victor have got his evens today to, to win the. It for getting to play. Yeah, um, and uh, Reading eleven to ten. Yeah, yeah. So. So. The three points on Saturday was absolutely huge because if you look at the other results from the day, QPR, Forest, Reading, and of course Brighton, all lost, which means we picked up three massive points on all of them. Whereas if you look at the situation we were in, say one two weeks ago. We were nine points away from them. Was that going into the the Barnsley game? We were seven points away from yeah, the Huddersfield game. Was Reading. similar, then, wasn't it? Because that weekend there was a lot of results went our way on that weekend, but we didn't capitalise, did we? But like, so it's, uh, yeah. But that magic. gap has really closed up now. At the beginning in December, um, I don't think many of us would have fought all the position that we're in now. You know, considering how bad things were after that bad run were yeah. towards the end of Owen's uh, tenure, shall we say? Um, I mean, it was bad. It was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. And look at it now. We were all feeling feeling a bit desperate, weren't we? At that time? Yes, yes. Yeah. But for the Doncaster game, how good things have been. Anyway, can you? Can you? No. Right. Let's move on then. So. Uh, we all agree, I suppose, a good victory. Cracking following as well down there. Loads yeah. of supporters. A brilliant day out, I've, I've heard. A brilliant night out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll not repeat. <laughs> um, right, we've got a new player in this week. Ryan Tunnicliffe. Uh, United, he's been at United for a while, then he moved to Fulham uh, in January. Last day of the transfer deadline played two games for Fulham, which I believe he played very well in, but um, Mullenstein got, got the sack, and this new manager's come in, McGath, and he, he's told him he's not feature, so he's allowed him to come out on loan, and we've stepped in, uh, but Ipswich was chasing him as well, he's, he was on loan at Ipswich early in the season, played 20 odd games for him, actually played down here against us, so uh, I don't remember him at all, I don't know anything about him to be honest, anybody? I know he makes fantastic caramel wafers. <laughs> yeah, they're nice those, aren't they? I think they're made in Italy, those, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, well, the I, biscuit factory. Yeah, I know they are, because 
I've been to a fire though when it caught fire once. I bet that smelled awful. No, it was lovely caramel. Very mm. caramel. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so we um, welcome to the club, Brian. But Rosler said he's not a replacement for Ben Watson. He brought him in. He's twenty-one year old. Played for Man United. Six foot tall. You know, I mean, Rosler obviously answers it. Didn't he? So he wouldn't have brought him in, would he? So he's got to provide competition at the very least, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he is. Talking of Ben Watson, uh, he had his operation last Friday, but I don't know anything else about it. No. Not heard anything at all. So, best of luck with that. I've told you, he'll be back for the cup final to score with the winning goal. He's going to be back, I believe, for the uh, City game, or at least there's going to be some lookalikes. There's a series of uh, oh, yes. masks. Yeah. masks going yeah. Yeah. I've seen these. Yeah, so mm. that will be... Uh, a, a, Tremendous. Three and a half thousand. Yeah, ticket sales have gone well, haven't they? Yeah, yes they have. Right, move on to Saturday. Nottingham Forest. Obviously we just mentioned the fact that uh, Forest are above us, they're in fifth place, we're six points behind them, so and uh, we've got a game in hand, so if we could uh, nick a result down there, it'd leave us three points behind them with the game in hand. I've put a bit of pressure on them, and they've got such a lovely chap in charge, haven't they, Billy? Billy Davis. Oh, yeah. I think he's despised as much as uh, our ex manager by a lot of people, isn't he? Why are on to Billy Davis? I don't know if it's right down here anywhere, not to steal your thunder, but he's uh, in the dock again, um, uh, Billy, for uh, something against the. When they played Leicester last week, and he's here. No, from when they played Leicester. During the week. Yeah, 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 in the week. Yeah. And he had till the 26th to respond to the charge. So there's a fair chance he might get a touch of line uh-huh. for the weekend. I'm not, sorry for laughing. Yeah. Uh, when he was down here, when we were playing down <laughs> here, he never stopped badgering the fourth official. Was that Graham Barrett had a pop at him at the end, I think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, we've played Forest six times previously. Uh, we've won two. Forest have won one, and there's three draws. Uh, last time we, we played them was in August this year. We beat them two one. They took the lead with Andy, Andy Reid free kick. They didn't impress me at all, are they? I don't think they, they were. They were Sean Maloney and Gomez for, for us. They had big Greg Alford up front, so they just kept bumping ball to him. Yeah, and they, they looked like they looked they looked a bad side. But obviously they've come to a bit, I don't know, uh, they've got this lad Patterson, haven't they, they got from, from Walsall, this young lad, and he's been uh, knocking the goals and he's broken into the team. But Andy Reid's the leading goal scorer, so he's, he's the kingpin anyway, isn't he, for him? And he's carrying a knock, he didn't play at the weekend, did he? No, they've got quite a few injuries, haven't they? He's been, yeah, they've been they lining Apparently he was having a more, uh, our friend Billy Davis, after the defeat last week yeah. saying that the number of injuries was contributing to, to the problems such, such shame for him I hope they've still got these players injured this weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> right so the, the last time we played uh, like I said Maloney scored we got a penalty after Fortuna was upended by uh, Jack Hobbs the player we were linked with not long ago Gomez uh, scored after Fortuna cracked the bar with a, with a fantastic effort and he followed up and, and knocked it in, um, and, and that was back in August. The last time we was at the City Ground was in, in 2012, when we gave him a bit of a, a dicking in the uh, Capital One Cup. 
put it down as 3 1 here, but it was 4 1. Callum scored late on, didn't he? did, it? yeah. Nat yeah. beat 18 out of the minute, wasn't it? Yeah. So, have you any uh, any stats on Forest how they're doing this season? Well, yes. As you say, when we played them earlier on in the season, they weren't that impressive. But I've got to say that they're, they're very strong because they were defeated last week against Burnley, where they lost 3 1. And we know Burnley are a very good side who have got really good goal scores but the previous last defeat before that was 14 games prior on the 29th of November so they're obviously doing okay excluding the cup excluding the cup I'm only looking at championship yeah. games they've lost five championship games we managed to beat them the last six games um, they've won three drawn two and lost as I said against Burnley do you want the results or? yeah no, that's what I'm looking at uh, Notts Forest 4, Watford 2, Notts Forest 3, Yeovil 1, Blackpool 1, Notts Forest 1, Huddersfield 0, Notts Forest 3, which is a good result, you've got to say. Two apiece against Leicester, which again is a good result, mm. but Burnley beat them 3 1 last week. So they're doing okay. I think they were beating Leicester, weren't they, till last yeah. minute? And he, uh, Leicester grabbed an equaliser. Yeah. Uh, it was a big derby game for them, is not it? Yeah, the referee, the referee. Oh my God! The referee for Saturday is the wonderful Stuart Outwell. Oh, <laughs> meet the ref. He's an absolute buffoon, isn't he? Nine reds. He's one of the worst referees I've, 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 I've ever seen. He was. I think he was promoted too young, and it got too much. He gave the phantom goal. Didn't you remember he did that? The phantom he's goal. He's never going to be able to shake that phantom goal off. Is well, he, he shouldn't be able to yeah. shake it off, Dan. It's one of the world. It's, I've never seen a more shocking decision <laughs> in, in my life. But the linesman could have helped him out as yeah. well. To be fair, I remember one of his one of his games. If I correctly remember it, when we played West Ham, yes, yeah. and he sent Catamol off. It I mean, was a brilliant tackle that when it goes. Catamol did send. Get, deserved to get sent off but if anybody deserved to get sent off it was Scott Parker yes. he, he was the right fuck he is know. was just giving him a bit of a taste of his own medicine but he was the best tackle I've ever seen by any Wigan player he sent <laughs> Kellen Cole off for two yellows what, none of them were a yellow <laughs> it was like everybody were laughing like, I yeah, was like what's going on here Lucas Neal as well he, should oh, he, he had a tackle Who did he, well, that was on Catamol wasn't it yeah, Lucas Neal brought his side for someone he? on a short term deal Watford yeah, he's, he's always had a bad reputation he's a, yeah thug in it thug so Stuart Tattle this season 27 games 89 yellows <laughs> So oh, yeah. and nine reds. That's one in three. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. There's going to be a sending off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do we see the game going then? Go on, we'll start with Rob. We'll go anti-clockwise tonight. Rob, <laughs> I think. What well, I think Saturday we're going to see us try and hit them a little bit more direct. That's something what Burnley did at the weekend and had great success. And reading between the lines, what Billy Davis was saying that Forrest has struggled against that certain kind of team. So we expect us to, I don't mean by direct, I don't mean lumping it upfield, I mean getting it forward quickly mm -hmm. into good areas. So I think that's one thing we're going to see. Um, I think we're going to pick something up from this game. I think we're peaking at the right time. I think we're hitting, we're hitting form, we're playing well. And I think Forrest, I know we've said, you know, they've, they've been on the back of a 14-game unbeaten run. 
in the league until they play Burnley. But I'm going to point to the cup games. They lost three-one at Sheffield United, a League One team, who's you know knocking about the bottom four, and also they drew nil nil at home with Preston. And they're rarely world beaters these sides, and these are all recent matches. By all accounts, you should have lost the replay too. They were yeah. very fortunate, weren't they? they? They was, and they've got they've got quite a few injuries. And like I said, I'm just pointing towards their form. I think we're going to be hard to beat for the rest of the season. I don't think we're going to lose too many games, and I th- I'm expecting three points. Three points, yeah. Score, score. Yeah. I think we're going to do them two one. Two one. Same result as Saturday. Dan, how do you see things going on Saturday? Team selection, you know, format, formation, etc. Well, I'm going to give away my prediction straight away. I'm going to say that we're going to do quite well, but I don't think we're going to be as lucky as last week, and I think it's going to be a draw, a score draw. Hmm. As for changes, it's hard to predict with Rosler, isn't it? I think he'll keep his back line the same. Do you think with, with us having no midweek game, can you see Ramis stopping in there? Because yeah. he said he can't play a game every three days, I'd say, well, we've got a week. On that basis, yes, I'd say Ramis would play. Uh, on that basis, you feel a bit sorry for Putch, because he seems like the old man out, doesn't he, at the moment, dropping down to the bench, Boise moving across to, to right back. Ah, well, when Ramis gets injured, Perch can come on. Oh, jinxed it now, haven't I? Which inevitably he will get injured. (laughs) I've jinxed it now completely, haven't I? Move on to the next person quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's spot on. (laughs) Gareth, how do you see things on Saturday? Well, if we were to win, that would put us three points behind Forest, which would be a nice position to be in. But sadly, if we were to lose we would be nine points behind, which I don't think we can contemplate, to be honest. So, given our form, the way we're playing, the way that, I think, under Uwe Rosler, we've managed to keep seven clean sheets out of 13 games, which is quite a run. I'm going for eight clean sheets on Saturday, so we're going to beat them 2-0. 2-0? Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm not as confident, I'm with Ami. I think it's going to be a score draw. I, I think one apiece. Um, I think we might see uh, a bit of a change in midfield as well. I know Josh McEachern mm-hmm. played in the Watson role, didn't he, at Brighton. I'm not so sure if Rosler's 100% happy with, uh, with him looking for another mid, bringing another midfield man in. Did McEachern pick up an injury on Saturday? A little niggle? It's not that serious if he has. Because okay. he's been tweeting. <laughs> After 59 minutes, wasn't he? We brought Gomez on, didn't we? Yeah. Play, so, yeah, yeah. Um, down at Brighton, so maybe it was tactical, maybe. Yeah, was, I, don't I mean, from I don't think he can get 90 minutes out of him yet. I don't think he's happy with his fitness. If you look back to the Burnsley game, he brought him on for Watson, took him off with 10 minutes ago. I don't think he's careful mm. more than an hour at the minute, and I think that's why he took him off Saturday, so. You might be right with the McEachern starting or not. Mm. So good call. Apart from that, I, I see him keeping the same team. I don't know what sort of man a man. He must, uh, he must, must be carrying an injury. He did say. I think there was something last week. Rosler said he'd definitely be back in the squad for the mm. Brighton game, which he wasn't. But he was carrying the knot. Yeah. So I, what I mean is, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. That's not you know. Ankle. His ankle. Yeah. Well, he's had problems all the season with that, hasn't he? Yeah, it's his ankle. Right. Powell uh, is is a little bit off being fit, yeah, at the moment. 
so I can see the same team starting. Well, or I, I think yeah, I don't think he'll, he'll throw to Nicholas in, will I? In such an important game. Data. Yeah. I think we're going to see a few changes. Wouldn't be able to say who, but I think we'll see less changes than we've seen under the rest of his managerial time because we've had two games a week, haven't we? Most of the time, this. I think this is the only sec. Is this a second game where he's had a full week's preparation? So again, I think that'll that'll should bear fruit Saturday. I think we'll see a better performance as well. Uh, so we've got um, none of us think we're going to lose, uh, and it's two for for a win and, and two for a draw. Following on on from what you're saying though, we've got another barren week next week as far as playing games are concerned. But we we'll have a few people on international duty, unfortunately. No doubt John Bossager will be off. Roger Espinosa, James MacArthur. McLean. McLean, yeah. And James McLean as well. What about Al Hamzi? And Ali Al Hamzi, yeah. At least we've got plenty at home. So we, we will have, yeah. And, and talking of them, McLean and uh, MacArthur, I've noticed uh, the, the Euros were drawn, weren't they? In, oh, yes. in the week. And they've drawn Republic against Scotland, they've been drawn in the same group. Yeah, and they've got Gibraltar. Oh, I'm going to be going to a couple of them. The Gibraltar, Gibraltar. Yeah, my mate. Well, they're actually playing their own games in Portugal, Gibraltar. They're building a stadium at the minute. My mate lives there. Before we finish, I'd just like to mention uh, the Bolton game on the 29th of March. And this is especially for Dan's dad, a bit of information. Uh, Prior to the Bolton game on the 29th of March, we're going to be walking, or the group of supporters are going to be walking from the DW Stadium to the Reebok Stadium. It's in um, support of Joseph's goal, and it's called Walk for Joseph. And we're asking people to register so we can order the correct number of pies, because we've got a problem. Uh, when we did the Hemahulin one, we didn't have enough pies, and we, we want to make sure we don't run out this time. So it's imperative, if you're coming along, register. And you register at walk for Joseph, and that's a numerical four, so it's walk number four Joseph at hotmail.co.uk. And when you've registered, you'll be sent a sponsorship form as well, an official one, so you can get some sponsorship money. But also, you'll be guaranteed a pie. I can't uh, say no more than that. <laughs> it's worth it just for the pie. Just for the pie. Right, I feel a bit sad. I've already mentioned uh, Egon's past. It's, it's really affecting me this week. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, I heard they was making Ghostbusters for it. <laughs> we mentioned this at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did, yeah. Sad, anyway. <laughs> On that note, it's a good night from me. <laughs> Just completely. Oh, Thank you. That was a complete butchering of that joke.
afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Just walk some more. I think you better call. 